Welcome to the fourth episode of Main Menu's coverage of the 2014 ACB Conference and Convention in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm Main Menu Executive Producer Chase Crispin here to introduce the show to you for just a minute or two before we get into the interviews. We have brought you a lot of coverage so far from the exhibit hall, but we're certainly not done. In this part of our convention coverage, we hear from several more vendors, many of whom are first-time voices on Main Menu and we hope to hear more from them in the future. You'll also hear some returning voices that are advertising some new products and services, so this is definitely full of information that you will find interesting. In today's show, we will be hearing from Accessamed about their new prescription reading solution, AT Guys, who are selling some quite affordable technology items that are usable in everyday life, Perkins Products about a new Perkins Brailler and a tactile graphics solution, Adobe, Ahmed about the latest and greatest in video magnification hardware, the School of Piano Technology for the Blind, teaching blind and visually impaired individuals how to get started with a career in piano tuning, National Industries for the Blind, and Fillmore Productions. All of us here at Main Menu would once again like to thank everyone involved in bringing these interviews to us from the ACB convention. Special thanks goes out to Jeff Bishop for all of his work in the exhibit hall, getting these interviews put together for us. We also thank Brian McCallan, a broadcaster on ACB Radio Mainstream, who you will hear a little bit later in this show with his interview with NIB. You'll also get to hear my voice for a few more minutes later on in the show. I have the pleasure of recording the interview with Matt May from Adobe, so you'll also get to hear from me again in this show. We are definitely not done with our convention coverage. We have one more hour-long show coming your way very soon that will wrap up our coverage of all of the various vendors you've been hearing from. And it will also include an interview that I recorded with Jeff Bishop, who you've been hearing in the exhibit hall. And Jeff and I are just going to chat for a few minutes about general observations of the ACB convention and its exhibit hall, how the technology industry and the assistive technology industry are changing, and just to kind of wrap up all of this convention coverage here on Main Menu. So keep an eye out for part five of our convention coverage that is coming very soon. We have really had a blast bringing you all of this convention coverage. We've had a great time putting it together and hearing what you guys have to say about it. If you've enjoyed the shows, if you have anything you haven't enjoyed, if you have a vendor that we didn't hear from in our convention coverage but that you would like to hear from on Main Menu in the future, please do contact us and let us know. You can get in touch with us by sending an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org tweeting us on twitter our username is at main menu or finding more contact information for us on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org thank you for listening to our convention coverage we hope you enjoy the show we look forward to having you tune into part five of our convention coverage and now i think it's about time that we get on with the show starting with jeff bishop's interview from the exhibit hall with accessamed Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Bishop, and I'm here at the AccessaMed. Am I saying that right, Chad? AccessaMed, correct. That's right. And we're here to find out a lot more. Tell us all about your company, Chad. We are a company that has created a device that we call a DAL, D-A-L, which is an acronym for Digital Audio Label. And it is a solution for accessible prescription drug labeling 
that permanently attaches to prescription bottles and all sorts of other prescription packaging. And at the push of a button, a blind, low vision, or senior person will be able to hear all the print label information read aloud to them. Oh, great. So now does a pharmacist have to record that label then? How does that work? Yes, we provide proprietary software to the pharmacist. We have a device also that we call a docking station that the digital audio label will sit in and it's connected to the pharmacist computer via USB. Mm -hmm. And when the pharmacist creates a print label, he will then see a window that says, do you want to send this to the digital audio label? He hits yes, and the transfer takes place using uh, text-to-speech technology. Okay, so whose speech are you using in the unit? We actually are licensing a voice called Crystal from AT&T. Oh yes, the Crystal voice, of yeah. course. Wow, I, I didn't think that voice was still being used much now. That's interesting. AT&T used to, in fact, they may still sell them uh, to consumers. I bought them many years ago. Yeah, yeah, we're using it for our solution, and we had several blind people. We had several voices to choose from, and that was the one that seemed to be most clear. Yeah, that's great. Okay, and how much is the unit? The unit is free to consumers. Our customer is the pharmacist, so we sell these digital audio labels to the pharmacist, who then will put them on the patients or customers prescription containers. Okay, so how does this work? Do you contact you guys and then you contact our pharmacies that are in our area or or are you already partnering with say Walgreens, CVS, you know, that kind of thing, Walmart? All of those. We are a startup company and we currently are not in the marketplace. We will be after August probably. We're going to the pharmaceutical trade show to meet with over 80 pharmacies. We have met with Walmart corporate, we have met with Target corporate. We are working out the terms and conditions of a pilot program with Target. We're not able to announce that just yet, but hopefully within about a month that will happen. And uh, by going to the National Association of Chain Drug Stores Pharmaceutical Trade Show next month and meeting with over you know, 80 pharmacies, we should be able to be placed in the marketplace sometime at the end of the summer. Oh, great, okay. And the beauty of our solution, most of all, I'm visually impaired myself, and when we were creating this, it's really what I wanted. And the most important thing that I wanted was not to have to have another piece of equipment to have to carry around. So our solution is completely self-contained on the prescription container, and no equipment is, additional equipment is needed. And then if you get a refill, do you just take it off and then exchange it, or how does that work? No, you're not allowed to exchange bottles back over the counter at a pharmacy and we've made this affordable enough to the pharmacist that it's intended to be disposable plus it's permanently attached to the container using an industrial 3M tape so we didn't want some smart technology guy being able to take it off the bottle and corrupt right. the integrity of the information. Well, of course not. Yeah. 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 No, I just didn't know how expensive the devices were that were being attached. Yeah, they're low cost enough that it's intended to be disposed of or recycled as any electronic device might be recycled. Got it. Very, very fast. one here if you'd like to at least feel Oh, that. sure. Okay. Here you go. Okay, so I have it in my hand here. That's a normal size prescription bottle. Yep, looks like it. And you feel that device on the side of it. Uh -huh. On the face of that device, digital audio label, is a recessed button. All right. Shall I push it? Yep, and hold it up to your because it's kind of loud in here. Amanda Smith, Paxil. Take two tablets twice a day. Rx number 2174211. Fill date July 1st, 2014. Number of refills 6. Quantity filled 30. Round pink tablet. Expiration date 
July 1st, 2015. GlaxoSmithKline. ABC Drugs. 360-555-3746. May cause drowsiness. Okay, and it, it doesn't really add that much to the bottle itself. It basically looks like a, what, a rectangle here? Yeah, it's two inches tall by one inch wide. Yep. And uh, a lot of people have actually felt kind of comfortable with it, like it fits better in the palm of their hand because of that. Uh-huh. But um, Very nice. that's not the crystal voice that you heard. That's, no, it didn't right. sound like crystal. Correct. Yeah. No. Yeah, very, very nice. All right, well, how can people find out more about you guys? They can go to our website. It's Accessamed, and that's spelled A-C-C-E-S-S-A-M-E-D dot com. And again, my name is Chad, and I, I can be reached at chad at accessamed.com, or we have an info at accessamed.com. And our telephone number is 360-696-5955, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Great, Chad. Thank you very, very much. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the ACB convention. I'm again here in the exhibit hall, and I've been looking forward to speaking to this guy for quite a while, actually. We've been sending tweets back and forth and all that kind of fun stuff, and I'm here at the AT Guys booth with J.J. Meraw. Hey, hey JJ, how's How it doing? going? Doing all right. That's awesome, great. So how's business been going here at the convention? It's been doing all right. We have lots of cool products. People have been excited to uh, play with some of the, the gadgets that we have here. Yeah, I know. You've got uh, the, the new uh, Bluetooth uh, stuff going on here. Yep. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Blues 2, right? We got the Blues 2. Yep, they're the latest generation bone conduction headphones from Aftershocks. So for those of you who might not be familiar, Bone conduction means that the sound is coming through your cheekbones. Those are the bones yep. right in front of your ears. Mm -hmm. So you can use that to listen to your surroundings and you still can hear what's coming through the headphones. So great for walking around and traveling using GPS and things like that. So they've been really popular. They've sold really well here. That's great. Well, I have, I have one of the older blues mm -hmm. uh, headsets and I actually have the wired one because I use them sure. at work and they last longer that way. That way I can hear co coworkers around me better as opposed to right. you know wearing headphones and all you know, that in so in the new ones there's definitely some improvements over the older uh, the wireless that we have now and the wired ones that we will have uh, probably by the time this airs um they've moved the electronics to the sides away from the back so it makes it a little more flexible oh great um they've also improved on what they call leakage so you know the sound will, will say in your ears and not somebody you know your nearby surroundings yeah that's one of the big complaints that uh, some of my that's coworkers have had and they, did, and they did a lot to work really work on that because obviously they heard that a lot too so yeah that's great oh, that's great I'm, I'm gonna probably pick up the wired ones again because you, you have to still char recharge those too right you do, yes. yeah exactly so very good so what else you got here at the show well we got this SoundPods Bluetooth speaker. Yes, I was looking at that the other day. It's very small. Hey, we'll turn that off before you get charged for royalties. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's a unique Bluetooth speaker in that it does three different things. It's Bluetooth wireless, so it'll work with your iPhone or iPad or Android or BrailleNote or BookSense or Blaze. It'll also do wired through any headphone jack. You can use it that way. It also has a micro SD card slot. So you can just pop music right in there like I just did and play music directly from the speaker. It gets oh, that's awesome. Loud. I would say if you're in, say, like a hotel room or a small room doing a demo for 20 people, 
that it's a it's the perfect speaker. It's sure. very small, about two inches wide. And you don't need stereo for something no. like that. No. Oh no, it's yeah. one speaker. It does play both the left and right side. It's it is a mono speaker. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's fine. It's very loud, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very nice. Even in this loud hall, it's cutting it, to the noise. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, sure. that's very, very good. Let's see. So you've got some new batteries. Well, yeah, we we, have, we carry the MyCharge talking batteries. We still yep. have those. Those are uh, when, when you're on the go and you need to charge your iPhone or Android in, in the middle of nowhere, and uh, you're nowhere near an outlet, you can use the battery and charge your devices generally two to three times off of one charge of the battery. And the talks, so you know... Oh, that's awesome. Stuff in your battery. Yeah. What is that? About four thousand. Uh, six thousand. Oh, six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have a seven, and it doesn't talk. So right. no. I'd rather have the six the, and the, have it talk. Yeah, you know, and I know they make bigger ones, but really, I've never used much more than six six thousand. Um, no. If, if you can charge your phone three times, I mean, yeah, that's exactly. more than enough in a day. Right. How long does it take to recharge uh, that just battery? Just a few hours from the wall. That's great. Okay. Good. Yeah. That, that's great. Uh, one more new thing that uh, you might want to uh, we might want to tell people about is the iGrill cooking thermometer. Oh yes, really yes. cool gadget uh, from a company called iDevices. Yeah, Brian Charlson has been talking that up a storm here at the convention. And they've done a really good job. They work with us to make their app accessible and really usable. So it's they're wireless cooking thermometers that work with the iPhone 4s or newer, and you can use them to figure out what the temperature is of whatever you're cooking. You stick it either in your oven or in your grill in whatever you're cooking. It'll tell you the temperature. And then there's presets. So you say, I'm cooking chicken, or I'm cooking lamb, or I'm cooking duck. You tell that what you're cooking, and then it will have that preset all ready for you, and it will, the alarm will go off when it's done. That's great. Well, so I know you uh, are probably offering some specials here at the show, right? Well, the biggest thing on the show is you don't have to pay for shipping because shipping can sometimes get a little more expensive here. Yeah. We've had a couple flash sales. Um, they're pretty, they've uh, passed us by at the moment. Um, okay. But we definitely, you know, all of our prices, everything in the booth is under $150. Most things are under $100. So. Yeah, this is great. You definitely have uh, done well here. So. Great. Great. How can people find you guys on the web and get in contact? Sure. Our website is atguys.com. It's A-T-G-U-Y-S.com. You can call 269-216-4798. Of course, you can email support at atguys.com or atguys on Twitter. Great. Thanks. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Bishop, and I'm here at the Perkins booth, and I've got a team around me now. Yeah, that's great stuff. What a team. Ah, that's right. Joe's here and, and Joanne, right? Yes. Yep. That's right. Yeah, and she's going to talk to us about the Perkins Mini, and then Joe's going to fill us in on all other things Perkins. Right, Joe? That's right. All right. Great stuff. So let's start with ladies first. As a Braille enthusiast, I'm really excited to let people know about the Perkins Mini. It is 16 cells, and it connects with mobile devices. In addition to that, it has a built-in app, a little notepad, it has a file manager. You can connect a thumb drive to it and read books with it, VRL, VRF files. It also has USB and Bluetooth connectivity, a clock, and a calculator. Wow, it's pretty uh, thorough there. And all of that for $1,549. Really? Yes. And I am an iPhone user and wouldn't think of leaving my iPhone Without it. There you go. Don't leave home without it, right? Exactly. That's right. Well, I, now I haven't even seen one of these things yet here. This is this must be it in front of me this here. Yes. Oh, wow. This looks uh, very yes, nice. very small. Style keyboard. Yes, of course. 
wouldn't be Perkins without it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Precisely. Yeah, yeah. You know, I still have dreams of writing term papers on on rail riders. Well, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> How about Nemeth? Yeah, Nemeth code. Oh, yeah, doing algebra. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go on and on. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Scary stuff. And we do have a Perkins Smart Brailler here as well, and that is a new addition to the line of Perkins products. Oh, great. It has speech output as well as a visual display. It's a learning tool for not only young children, but it also could be used for adults who are needing to learn Braille. And this is a really good way for them to efficiently do it because it gives audio feedback. Mm -hmm. It's a mechanical Brailler, and the smarts are all in this little mechanical box that is attached to the Perkins. Got it. Okay. And take it away, Joe. Well, we've got a couple other things that, um, that Perkins Products is really pleased to bring to uh, to the consumers. Uh, one is a light aid, which is a think of it as a large light bright that uses. Oh, light bright! Wow, that yeah, go way back there. Yeah, way back, I had one <laughs> as a child. Yes, of course, didn't we all? So did. it uses. Oh. Go ahead, you did it. You did. Go in. Come on, really? No, I didn't. Wow. Well, my brother had one. And all the little pegs, you know, you do all the yeah, color exactly. things. Yeah, exactly, yes. So it uses light and color and different exercises to help develop different skills from pre-literacy skill, oh, learning how to track left to right and okay. top to bottom. Um, there's 66 exercises that are already designed. Mm -hmm. Each one of them is aligned to an aspect of the core curriculum or expanded core curriculum. And it's designed for low vision, deafblind kids, and it has a lot of application for kids who have learning disabilities, autism, ADHD. So it's really been very, very well received. In addition, we have a new um, in a new inner sketch tactile graphic sketch pad. I have to oh, I'm wow. so excited about this. Wow, tactile that's really are the thing in Wow, do you have that here? We do. Yes. Oh, I, I want to see that. Yeah, I gotta here, feel right that. In, right here. It feels Ooh. how clever the design is. Watch this Jeff. Yeah. This lift yeah. this like such. Okay. And now feel in the back that's where the stylus is housed. Okay. Yes. So there's a little cradle for the stylus. Stylus, okay. So it would, which, so then you draw on it. Yeah, and, and then, so and it and closes. Magnetically closes. So it's and unlike it the other system. This one is very easy for students to take the paper, place it on the sketch pad. And, this, and the stylus is there. And what you're feeling on this sheet, Jeff, is is a layout. We were at the NFB conference last week. Yes. And this is a layout of the exhibit hall. Oh, all right. And okay. when I drew it for Joanne, she had a couple aha moments saying, Oh, nice. Oh, I did not know that the doors and now were there. That we've received our sketch pad, Joe is going to do the same thing with oh, the AC. Ah, there you go. Exhibit hall here. Yay, yay. So, yes, so yes. we're, and also, Jeff, um, another feature of this, it comes right here. I'm going to put this in your hand. Uh -huh. It's not turned on. This is an eraser. Oh, oh, okay. It looks so, like a. So it looks it's like got a, batteries. Uh, yeah, it's heavy. It, it looks like it's got like a, a flat. 
a flat bottom surface on the bottom. That's what heats up, not tremendously, okay. but it's like a big, bulbous pencil. Right, and, and so this paper feels like thermoform paper. It is. It is. And you it can is. iron out. Ooh. What you have just drawn, so that's you can great. reuse the paper. <laughs> oh, that's great stuff. So you could use this even in mathematics and Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Right? Like graphing and all kinds of Precisely stuff. Precisely the point. Yes, and very good. And the cost is really... Yeah, how much is that? $125. What? And it is a great design. Does that include the eraser? No. The eraser is a separate price. Okay. And the eraser is $150. But it allows you to use wow. the thermoform paper, maybe depending on how much is used, anywhere from three to five times. So it's really very, very cost effective, and it's a great, great tool. Okay. The, so you, the, what, what do you get with the 125 price? You just get the you get the sketch pad, which is right here. Uh huh. Yep. And you get a little pack, a, a, a little package of the thermoform. I think maybe okay. ten sheets in a package. And it. The, the more size. you press down, of course, of course, it's going to be more, yes. you know, raised. It'll raise exactly. Yeah. exactly. And the stylus has a, a a really fine point on one end and a duller point on the other, so that the raised portion could be either very very fine or on the on the duller part, right. it's uh, wider. So you could do maps and precisely any, basically anything that you want raised line. Exactly. And yes. the other Perkins. concept is really to allow children who are blind to begin learning how to scribble. That's we'll just right, a concept we'll that oh, people that's very don't interesting. even think about. But yes, yeah, I, I remember when I was in uh, grade school and you know they did these studies where they would say, they wanted blind people to draw things. Yes. Did you ever do these? Yes. Yeah, and they'd say, you know, draw a person running. <laughs> and I never could get that. Exactly. You know? Very interesting, isn't it? It's fascinating. Yeah, very I'm going to try some exercises with Joanne if it slows down some, and I'm going to see if she can recognize the shapes of, we're, we're doing states right now. Oh, great stuff. Yeah, that's great stuff. Yeah, that's neat. That's um, neat the last stuff. thing, Jeff, I wanted to tell you about yeah. is that we have a new totally accessible phone called the Odin VI phone. Oh, yes, phone. the Odin. Yeah, so you guys are carrying that phone. We are carrying it. Okay, I've heard and all about the Odin. It's a talking phone. It's for though. It's for someone who doesn't need or right. want an iPhone or, or an can't Android use phone. a smartphone. Right, and exactly. So it, it really does a great job with making calls, contacts. texting, and managing your contacts. Yeah, it, for people that want a phone. <laughs> yeah. To make because, a phone because call. Because those that have iPhones don't really use them as phones. That's the least. <laughs> exactly. It's right? It's, right. it's yeah. the least efficient thing no. I do with my iPhone yeah, is making phone calls. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Everything else yeah. can't live without my iPhone great. and there are certain times when making that, calls. That's great. Well, how can people find out more about all these great, really new, innovative products? We have a fabulous website, perkinsproducts.org, and we have a phone number that people can dial and have questions answered at any time, 8 to 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. 617-972-7308. Okay. okay, very, very good. This is exciting stuff. And this mini, you guys have been working on that for a long time. And we have it, and yep. it's working. It's now it's, now you got it, so this is exciting stuff. Other yeah. mobile devices, yes. Thank you, Jeff, Yeah, for thank you very, very much, thank you. you guys. It's and been enjoy a pleasure. the conference, and thanks for giving us a chance to talk to your listeners. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much, too. This is Jeff Bishop with ACB Radio.
Hello, ACB Radio listeners. This is Chase Crispin, and I'm speaking with Matt May, who is the Accessibility Evangelist with Adobe. And Adobe is one of the sponsors of the 2014 ACB Conference and Convention. So I'm catching up with Matt to hear about what's going on with Adobe and accessibility. Matt, welcome back to ACB Radio. Thanks. Good to be back. I know Adobe is a pretty busy company, and I'm sure you've been working on a lot of different things. So can you go ahead and just give us an update on the things you've been working on? Sure. I can talk a little bit about some of the, the, the products that you're more familiar with, but we've been kind of changing the things that, that, that we make a little, uh, adding some new lines that I wanted to talk about and what we're doing for accessibility there. We make products that you've heard of like Acrobat and Adobe InDesign, and we've been spending a lot of our of our time doing accessibility improvements to that that we should have more to talk about later this year early next year in in that department but a lot of those things have to do with making the the content that people are are producing whether it be books magazines newspapers accessible when they cross over into the digital space so we've done a lot of of new work on on that and making it not just easier to produce those documents, but more automatic to the greatest extent possible. Our goal is always to make sure that when people are creating this this content, whether or not they actually have uh, as one of their goals making this content accessible, that we are bit by bit taking away the barriers to, to that accessible content creation. And one of the things that we've, we've actually done recently to improve that is a few years ago bought a company called uh, Nitobi, which made a product called PhoneGap. And PhoneGap is a, a framework that allows people who have web development skills, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, to create apps that will run across platforms. It's one of those products that you, know, you may have never heard of, but you've probably used. The earlier versions of the Facebook app, for example, were based in PhoneGap. There are tens of thousands of apps in app stores across the mobile platforms that run on the technology that we have in PhoneGap. So it's really popular and it has a big following and it is one of the areas where we saw an opportunity to to, to really enable cross-platform accessible design. So one of the things that we did was to take a look at what we're doing, how we're bundling those, those tools, and make sure that everything that we, that we do is as accessible as possible. Each operating system has its own accessibility support, whether it's through the APIs or TalkBack or VoiceOver for, for the screen readers, magnification, and, and so forth. And, and they all have their own browser technology. So those tools work together uh, more or less from one platform to the next. And what we've done in PhoneGap is we've actually added support for operating system native accessibility from platform to platform. So if you're developing an application, you deploy it on iOS and it feels more like a web page than a native application like it doesn't automatically inherit the you know contrast settings or font settings that you normally have because that's kind of how web pages behave in mobile operating systems we can actually make it now that you can add that support into iOS that you can inherit all of the information that you would normally not get on a web page as far as whether uh, someone's using a screen reader or screen magnification or has large fonts enabled or has a high contrast mode enabled. And then the developers can 
use that information to build their application in ways that are as accessible as they would if they were writing native code in, in, in the operating system. So that's our biggest improvement in accessibility, and it makes it, it makes it so that people who who don't have native coding skills, because it's really difficult to to write a a native application, much less one that runs from platform to platform. If you have HTML skills and you want to write an app and you want to make it accessible, all of the tools are already there for you in the PhoneGap package. So uh, that was one of the projects that our accessibility team had worked on over the last nine months to a year. And it is out. It is a part of the, the core of PhoneGap. We released that along with uh, everything else that's in, that's in PhoneGap as open source. So you can go onto the Adobe Accessibility GitHub page, look at all of the source code that we've written for it, contribute your own if you like. It's a really big step forward for making sure that you can make accessible applications that run with the support that's in every operating system already and have it really feel like everybody can play the same kinds of, of games, use the same kinds of apps, regardless of what their needs or, or personal settings are on, on the device. So those are, that's, that's the, the, the biggest news, I think, over, over the last year. Um, we're going to continue working on, on support for new platforms. We're looking at Windows Phone 8.1. Uh, we're looking at support for Firefox OS. Um, and we're going to just keep building things out as those platforms uh, add the kind of support that users need uh, in order to have a, a fully accessible mobile experience. So as an app becomes more accessible because of these tools, is it just going to basically show up in an update to that app and then the user will download it and just notice the accessibility? A lot of that is true. Some of the things that because we, like, you know, if, uh, let's say, we'll, we'll take Microsoft because they've been working on improving Windows Phone's uh, accessibility. So when the web view that's based on Internet Explorer improves its accessibility, the apps will gain that as a, as a benefit. So that's something that we won't necessarily do. But because we use that web view, we're a consumer of that, uh, of that web experience, the app will get that benefit too. Then there's the stuff that we can do, which is to say, take those those accessibility settings that, you know, it's a privacy concern. You don't want to telegraph that you're using a screen reader on, on the broader web. But these apps are yours. They're on your device. So it's a, it's a different kind of uh, arrangement that you have with, with your, your own personal mobile applications. We'll be able to take those settings for each operating system and let the, the developer integrate something that makes sense for for that application where they otherwise would just kind of have to guess they wouldn't have that information so our mobile accessibility api it just kind of bridges that gap between the, what the web experience is like on a mobile device and what the native experience is like very cool is there a place on the adobe website where a user or anyone who wanted to find out more about this could go to read some of the specifications and some of the details that maybe we didn't cover here yeah the, the best place to go for this would be uh, on github so that's where we actually keep the repository of of that information and if you look for phone gap if you google phone gap mobile accessibility you'll find it it's actually in the phone gap repository on github so github.com slash phone gap will get you most of the way there and then phone gap mobile accessibility un underneath that is the main repository for that that has a little walkthrough about what we currently support and then we'll be continuing to build things out on that site and going back to kind of where we started at the beginning of this with other adobe products that 
our listeners might be familiar with. If they have accessibility concerns or comments with other Adobe products, how could they get in contact with you about those? Well, the easiest way to, to get a hold of all of us is uh, we're on Twitter at Adobe Access. So we, we're all keeping track of questions on on Adobe Access. And if you have any any questions or, or issues, we're happy to jump in with you and, and try to get them worked out. Anything else going on at Adobe that you want to mention before we wrap up this interview? Oh, there's a lot. We're busy on a lot of different fronts. It's kind of an exciting time as, as we have video coming on uh, online and we want to make sure that captions and descriptions are, are, are a part of the mix for big networks and the electronic books and especially in areas like education we have content management systems where we're we're trying to make sure that people are able to collaborate in the work environment on an equal footing so we're not bored we have a lot of work that needs to do and uh, it's a pretty exciting time to be to be working at adobe The technology world is just changing so fast, so it's always good to hear about all of the things that are going on with accessibility to keep up with all of the changes. So thank you for joining me today on ACB Radio to talk about everything going on at Adobe. I wish you guys luck as you continue to improve accessibility experiences across all of your products. And thank you for joining us today and for sponsoring the ACB convention. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me, and uh, I hope you have a great conference. everyone, this is Jeff Bishop with ACB Radio, and I'm here at the Ahmed booth speaking to Corey. Hello, Corey. Hi, Jeff. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too, as well. Can you tell us what you have for us here at the show? Well, Ahmed itself is a video magnifier maker. Uh, we have CCTVs, the full inline systems, down onto the handheld magnifiers as well. Ahmed's been around since 2008 in the low vision industry mm-hmm. and really recently has upgraded all of their desktop systems into high definition cameras. Now, what they've tried to do is to keep it as affordable as possible and so they're a little bit less expensive than some of the other manufacturers out there on the market. As an example, our 24 inch high definition unit, it's called LookStation HD. Okay. And that one actually retails for $27.95 here at ACB Show. We're actually knocking $300 off of that price. Oh, that's great. Now, are you offering that for uh, outside of the show as well or just here? You know here? what? If it's within the next week or two, we will honor it. If you have any callers that call in, we would definitely offer that to any listeners as well. Okay. So uh, now today is July 14th, 14th right? So yep. would, is it safe to say by the end of month? or? Uh, yeah, we would honor that till the end of the month as long as they mention the ACB show special okay. for Great. the Lookstation HD. Okay, good. Okay. Um, and so if you look at any other manufacturers with a 24-inch and high-definition camera, those are well over $3,000. Sure. Getting mm-hmm. a heck of a deal on that. Yeah, that's great. Um, one of the products that we're highlighting today is our standalone document scanner and reader. It's called the Voice Solo. It can be used uh, with total vision loss or uh, being partially sighted as well. It's a standalone document scanning and reader. It's about the size of a sheet of paper and it's a little bit thicker, about two inches thick. The camera folds up onto the device so it's very compact and comes with a carry case so you can take that wherever you go. Now when you put the camera out, you, sim- you know, have simple buttons on top of the device that you can take a picture and it will read it back to you audibly. If you have some site, you can always plug in a monitor. It has a VGA and an HDMI connection. And also you can connect a standard keyboard and mouse to give you more functionality. 
And what I mean by that is you can increase the magnification uh, or the size of the text, you can change the color modes, you can actually save that document onto the device, the standalone device, because that computer is embedded in it. Um, that particular one, again, it's called the LaVoice Solo. It uses the nuanced voices. The retail price on that is $19.95. Okay. But an introductory special here at the show is $300 off of that. And we're throwing in some external speakers so you can get it nice and loud. Oh, that's great stuff. Okay. So that's kind of where we're at today. We have a number of other devices, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we're moving forward in the low vision industry. That's great stuff. How, how can people reach you? Uh, they can certainly give us a call at 650-622-9071. An email address for myself would be usa at ahmed, A-U-M-E-D, group, G-R-O-U-P, dot com. Um, Okay, and the website would be amidgroup.com? Absolutely, yes, sir. Okay, A-U-M-E-D? Uh-huh. Okay, amidgroup.com. All right, great. Well, thank you very, very much, uh, much Corey. Appreciate that. And uh, Thank you as well, yeah. Jeff. It's great you. talking to you. All right. This is Jeff Bishop with ACB Radio. Hello, everyone on ACB Radio. This is Jeff Bishop here at the 2014 Annual Convention of the American Council of the Blind, and I'm in the exhibit hall, and I'm here with the School for Piano Technology for the, the blind. blind. That's right. Okay, great. And tell us a little bit about what you guys do, and and uh, a little well, bit more about what you, about your program. Good morning. This is Jeff Land. I am the executive director of the School of Piano Technology for the Blind. We are the only school in the world that teaches piano tuning and piano technology to blind and visually impaired people. How does your uh, program work? Is this a, uh, do people come to you or is this done over the internet or how does that work? Not done over the internet. We are located out in Vancouver, Washington, okay. just outside of Portland, Oregon. Great. And we are a 20 month program. Oh, people right. come out to Vancouver for 20 months. Okay. They get 2,800 hours of instruction. And when they leave our building, they are equipped to go back to their home state with a $3,000 tool bag and the skills to open up their own business, to work for colleges or universities, to work for churches, public schools, or music stores. Great. Okay. So you're not, you're not available in any other states then? It's strictly in that location? Strictly in that location. People do come out for 20 months, and people come from all over the world. Wow, that's great. We've okay. had students from uh, 15 different countries and just about every state in the United States as well. Okay, that's great. And uh, what is the cost of the program? Um, the cost is, for the $2,800 uh, 2800 hours, it's $29,000. Okay. And typically, the state vocational rehab agency well, pick up the price of the education. Yeah, I was just going to ask that. I, that probably Voc Rehab would pick that up. I yeah, they, they do. Yeah, perfect. Okay. And the school is also accredited by the ACCSC, so students are eligible if they want for Pell Grants and also for federal student loans, but we really discourage people from taking out any loans to participate in our program. 
Oh, that's great. Now, you probably would imagine that these pe- these are people that would somewhat be musically inclined that would want to pr- get involved in this kind of a program, potentially, or have a good feel for at least being able to detect notes and all of that on the piano. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting because to get into the school, we ask people to come out for a two-day workshop, mm-hmm. and that gives them the chance to find out more about us in person, to meet with staff and other teachers, and also we get a chance to find out more about them. Great. So we want to make sure that if you enroll in our program, you have the opportunity to succeed. So we'll test your mechanical aptitude, we'll test your hearing, and also we'll, we'll run some other tests in terms of... Uh, how well you can do in our program, and then once you get out of once you get out of school, Great. I can tell you that about 80% of our students find work in the music industry, and uh, you know it's, it's it's a life-changing experience for sure. Oh, that's great! You know the reason I asked about the internet was because I was just curious if you provided some of the material, you know, uh, some of the more technical overview material. You know, for students to get started that way. Uh, I was aware of your program from prior interviews, but uh, wasn't sure if you guys were expanding in that area so that people could find out more or get more of an introduction on of, of what your program is like. Do you have a website? We do have a website, pianotuningschool.org. Okay, pianotuningschool.org, okay. And I'm here today. Uh, you know, we have such a great network of alumni we have about five alumni from across the country who are help manning the booth today. Oh, that's great. Yeah, there's a guy here that you introduced me to earlier. Mr. Buntmeyer? Yeah, Mr. Buntmeyer. Are you, are you uh, someone who actually has gone through the program, sir? Yes. I went, I went out there in 1963, graduated in 65. Okay. And through the years, I have, I've always had my own business. Uh, for years, I worked at the University of Kansas for a piano technician. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also taught a little bit at the Western Pennsylvania School for Blind in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've worked for many music stores, uh, you know, had many positions that type of thing. So it's a, it's a great profession, especially if you're self-employed. You can work as many hours as you want to work, two one piano a day. Two six pounds a day, it just depends how ambitious you are. And wow. you, can, you can make good money. Uh, and I don't know of another profession a person can have, especially a blind person, go out and tune a piano, say average a hundred dollars a tuning, you go out, tune the piano, come back to your shop, whatever, say a couple of hours, and make a hundred bucks, and that's on the light side. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you can, a lot of places, some places tune for 80, some places I know tune for $135, so, oh, great. you know, if you tune two or three pianos a week, that's pretty good little pocket money. Yeah, there you, you go, want, absolutely. If you want to do it part-time, you know, it helps, sure. it helps everything out, so absolutely. it's a good profession. Be your own boss and work what you want to do. There you go, that's very, very good. All right, well, thank you very, very much. Can you give us uh, your contact information one more time and uh, potentially a phone number as well as the website? The website is uh, www.pianotuningschool.org. The uh, phone number is 360-693-1511. And they do have an 800 number. I'm not sure if it's 800 or 888. 693-1511. So if you put 800 or 888 in front of that, 
Okay. And you can go to the website, and they are totally redoing the website, and I don't know if Jeff mentioned it or not. And, oh, that's interesting, okay. But we will, at some point in time, I think, be uh, uh, putting stuff on the website so the person can, you know, get some information, learn about pianos. Yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering, was yeah, if, if yeah, some of the I, curriculum was actually being moved there I initially. I well, but when yeah. you get down to the basic tuning, though, you... Oh, yes, of course, of you course. You have to be on the job, hands on. Yeah, you got to be in front of a piano. And, and, and you can learn a little bit about the nomenclature of the piano. Sure. That type of stuff, but to actually do the... Yep, to get your hands dirty, right? That's right. That's there you right. go. And this profession can be what you want it to be. Uh, I always remember Mr. Freeze, who was the the starter of the school, the owner, he always used to say, you know, you got to work the work, you know, to, to, yep. to be successful. There you go. That's, well, that's great. Everyone can do what they want to do. So great. Be your own boss. Awesome. Thank you very, very much. Appreciate Thank your you, time. Sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Jeff. This is Jeff Bishop for ACB Radio. You're listening to continuing coverage on-site at the 2014 ACB Conference and Convention in fantastic Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm Brian McCallan, and I'm here with Kevin Lynch. He is the President and Chief Executive Officer of National Industries for the Blind, or NIB. NIB enhances personal economic independence for blind people, thus creating, sustaining, and improving employment. Kevin joins us to talk about how NIB satisfies this mission. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Brian. Please tell us a little bit about NIB and its mission. Well, I'm, I'm really excited to uh, be able to share with you today. We work with a nationwide network of associated nonprofit agencies across the country to create jobs for people who are blind in a variety of manufacturing and, and service delivery careers. More than 5,500 people who are blind work at NIB in our associated nonprofit agencies, and they're delivering products and providing services to the federal government and our military customers every single day through the Ability One program. This makes NIB the nation's largest employment resource for people who are blind. What are some of the major issues and challenges that are facing NIB today? I would say that we, we really encounter several different uh, challenges right now. I think one of the areas that we're most concerned about is that we operate under federal law that allows us to manufacture products or perform services that the federal government or the Department of Defense will buy from us. Well, as you can imagine, in the recent years that there's been reduced federal spending and the budget issues and the uncertainty related as a result of that has negatively impacted the employment of people who are blind. And, you know, really one of the things that is, is most disappointing is that not everyone fully complies with this law. And this has become a very serious issue for our Ability One program. Oftentimes, government personnel out there unknowingly purchase their commercial equivalent products instead of the mandatory Ability One products. So instead of getting the Skillcraft pen, they're out there buying another commercially made product, and that really has an impact in terms of the employment back at our associated agencies. Again, the, the, these reduced sales, and in turn, this negatively affects the people that we employ. So it's been a real challenge for us in terms of, of trying to make sure 
that the federal personnel are aware of uh, the law first as an educational uh, part. And then what we want to do is we want to make sure that when they order an AbilityOne product, that they make sure that they receive the AbilityOne product. So we work very closely with the government contractors who distribute the products under contracts to the uh, Department of Defense and civilian agency employees. What's some of the other things that the NIB is doing to address these challenges as well? Anything? It's our job to make sure that government leaders and the elected officials understand how their actions and decisions impact the lives of people who are blind, working at NIB and our associated agencies. To do this, what we, we try and do is routinely engage elected officials and federal government leaders, both here in D.C. and across the country. In May, we had a successful public policy forum in Washington, D.C., where NIB staff and our associated agency representatives met with members of Congress and their staffs on key issues affecting our mission and the AbilityOne program. We're also meeting regularly with officials from the Government Services uh, General Services Administration and other federal agencies to ensure that Ability One program remains a priority. We continue to reach out to the procurement personnel. Uh, these are the people that are out there setting up contracts that uh, help supply the federal and, and DOD employee, and those are the ones that we want, obviously, to be buying our products. So we're out there to educate them about the Ability One program and its benefits. The most important thing, Ryan, I'll have to tell you is that we've learned that there's strength in numbers and ACB has been an outstanding partner in helping us get our message out. From looking at the NIB website, that's www.nib.org, you offer programs for the wounded warriors, the future business leaders out there, and those who are just interested in CMS training. Tell us about these programs and the other types of training that NIB offers people who are blind looking to start a career. I'm thrilled to talk about it. It's one of the most exciting things I, I believe that our organization has put into place. We're focused on building careers for people who are blind. These are not just jobs. So nearly a decade ago, our board of directors here helped fund the launch of a business leaders program to prepare individuals for careers in business. We're thrilled about our new partnership with George Mason University for the Business Management Training Program. There, George Mason will uh, teach a 15-month program through five classroom sessions. At the end of the program, the, par the participants will receive a certificate of completion in business management, making them more marketable in the private and public sectors. Also, this year, we placed our 100th contract management support training participant who is now working on a defense logistics agency contract at Fort Belvoir in Virginia. We know it takes the right kind of blend of training and on-the-job experience to get a successful career in, the, in any field these days. You can always learn more uh, about NIB through our website at nib.org. We're very active on social media as well. We'd love to have people uh, join us on Facebook and Twitter. So I would encourage them to take a look at us. And if you have a question, please let us know. We'd, we'd love to be able to get back and respond to it. Brian, I'd like to thank ACB and its affiliates for being an incredible support of NIB and our mission over the years. It's very important, obviously, that we are up to date and understand the issues and the challenges that individuals face. Because after all, our mission uh, that our board of directors have put together is to enhance the uh, personal and economic independence of people who are blind. 
And we try and do that primarily through employment. But as, as I mentioned before, with our business leaders program, uh, with the training that we've done for our contract management closeout in conjunction with Defense Logistics Agency, we really, as I said, are looking not only to create an opportunity for people uh, to have a job, but really to set up careers. So it's, it's very vital in terms of having access to the members of ACB for us and to get our message out. Particularly when we're facing the serious challenges I mentioned before with the reduced federal spend and uh, making sure that laws don't change that would negatively impact us. So again, having a strong partner like ACB helps us get our, our message out. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to, to share with you some of the exciting things that we have going on at NIB today. Kevin, this information will encourage our listeners to become NIB clients and get the next job of their dreams. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Brian. I'm Brian McCallan of ACB Radio, and you've been listening to my interview with Kevin Lynch of National Industries for the Blind. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Bishop here at the 2014 ACB convention in the exhibit hall, and I'm here with Fillmore Productions, and Phil's right here with me. Hi, and Jeff. Ph Hello, Phil. And these have a very, very interesting social product that might be of interest to all of you. Phil, can you tell us all about it? Okay, well, we have Fillmore Voicemail. It's uh, an automated phone application where you dial into a voicemail system, and we have uh, over uh, 750 users uh, throughout the United States and a handful in Canada, and it's basically uh, mostly marketed to the blind and visually impaired, and they use it to uh, interact with each other. You can uh, have a voicemail box that allows you to uh, put out a voicemail greeting that might have uh, a uh, radio program, or you know, some people just just take messages, but some people have a radio program, or uh, they share audio books, or uh, movies, or uh, TV shows, things like that, over uh, the phone, and then uh, people who use their boxes on the inside can correspond with each other. They have distribution lists that work very much like a Yahoo or Google group, but it's done with voicemail messages, and they can have interactive discussions about various topics, blindness-related, uh, sharing music, and things like that. Interesting, and, okay. Yeah, and they, uh, we have bulletin boards, too. Right. Uh -huh. So how does this work? Do you go to a website and sign up, or how, how do you actually get involved in this? Uh, well, you sign up uh, over the phone. Uh, we have a voicemail that takes messages. You call our customer service number and leave a message, and then I get you set up. Okay. Okay. What is the what are the what are the fee structures around this? Uh, well, it's basically twelve ninety five a month for a voicemail box, and we have another feature called a tree box uh, for an additional ten dollars a month that lets you have instead of just one greeting for callers to hear, you can have up to nine sub greetings that they can select from. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And does this? I know it's voicemail, but do we have any sort of conference? 
calling type features or anything like that as part of the service? Uh, we don't yet have uh, conferencing. I, I know uh, that some systems have that, but we, we just have a uh, semi-real-time chat room that basically plays messages in a chat room in the order they're sent through. Got we, it. Are, we are working on conferencing and may offer that in the future. Oh, okay, great, okay. And are you offering any uh, convention specials that uh, might be extended after the convention? Uh, absolutely. Uh, for uh, anybody who mentions the ACB convention, uh, we'd be happy to offer a uh, one-month free trial on Fillmore Voicemail. You can uh, get a trial box and decide if you like the system, and uh, then you can choose to keep your box and pay for it if you like it. Okay, great. And how can uh, people get to you? Uh, you can uh, give us a call on our main voicemail number, which is 773-572-3000, or you can send an email. Email address is feedback at pmpmail.com. That's F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K at P as in Peter, M as in Mary, P as in Peter, M-A-I-L.com. Okay, and can you go to PM? gmail.com as far as the website? Uh, our web address is actually www.fillmoreproductions.com P-H-I-L-M-O-R-E productions.com Okay, great. Well, this sounds very exciting and uh, this will be yet another great opportunity for people who are listening here on ACB Radio to find out and more when they uh, go and sign up for your service. Phil, thank you very, very much. I appreciate your time. Hey, you're very welcome. This is Jeff Bishop for ACB Radio. Thank you for listening to part four of our coverage of the 2014 ACB Convention Exhibit Hall. We hope you enjoyed the show, and this is not all we have. We have interviews with many more vendors, so stay tuned to our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org for the rest of our convention coverage coming soon. We'd love to hear what you think. If you enjoyed the show, if there's any questions you have, any feedback you have at all about any of our convention coverage or anything else here at Main Menu, please let us know by sending us an email at mainmenu at acbradio.org. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you in our next convention coverage episode of ACB Radio's Main Menu.